All right, camera person, you better get that thing on a swivel. This is the wrong one. Okay. God, I'm not ready yet. Hey, Chad. Hey, Chad, it's God. Hey, come here. Oh, hey, God. What's up? Nothing, Chad. I just, I have a couple things I want to tell you. Would you come over here for a second? Uh, you know, I'm pretty busy right now. I got to do this work. I, I got to catch up on all these bills and, and all this work that I have going on right now. Can, uh, not really ready, God. Just hold up. Chad, that's great. But man, I have some things I need to show you. I need you to come here. Hold on, God. I, you're bothering me. Plus four. Oh, it's always bad in math. Carry the two. All right. Chad, I, I got Three, I have something four, I need to tell five, you. Five, six, seven, eight. God, seriously, you're going to mess up my count. It's eight. Was it I, nine? I, that's 20, great push up form, Chad. 87, 89, 40. God, I'm not ready. Hold up. Give me one second. Chad, though, I got a plan for you. I need to show you um, this plan. I just got to order this. Yeah, can I, can I get a, uh, uh, give me more a latte uh, with extra latte. Chad, Chad, uh, don't let a frappuccino stop you from coming to Extra me. cream, uh, Chad, extra double you don't shot. Extra cream. Come here. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold up, God. Wait, uh, hold the whipped cream. I'm on a fast. And a muffin. Sugar free. Okay. Yeah. That's really great. But Chad, Chad, I love you. I just need to show you just a few things. If you could just come here. Okay. Um, yeah, I know that. Uh, I'm not really ready. Oh, no. Forgot to call my wife and tell her I was on my way home. You know what happens, God, when that happens. Hey, honey. That's great. Yeah. I got held up. God's, you know, had all that fit stuff going on. But I'm coming. Okay. Chad, you just need to put me first, man. Come here. I have so much to show you. You know, God, I prayed last week. And you know what I prayed for? I prayed for that winning lottery ticket. You know, I even told you, if I won, I would donate 10% of it. I would, maybe even 11. And as you can tell, I'm still working out at the church, so didn't get that winning lottery ticket. Chad, I never asked you to go buy a lottery ticket. I'm just asking you to come over here. Yeah, you know what, Lord? I hear you calling me, but I just, I don't feel ready. I'm not smart enough. I didn't go to school. I don't have a degree. Uh, this stage is super long, and look at all the wires. I could trip getting to you. I just, I feel like I'm, I'm so busy and I'm overwhelmed in my life right now in 2020 and my friends and the world and the economy and the expectations on me. I just, I'm not ready. Chad, you don't need to be ready. I'll take you right as you are right now. Just come here and I'll show it to you. I'll make it clear to you. I love you so much, Chad. Just, just come as you are.
Don't judge my picture. Chad, it's me, it's God. Come here. God, is that really you? It's me, Chad, come here. I have so much to show you. I have plans to show you. I want to show you everything. I love you so much. I just need you to come here. God, I'm here. I'm ready. Woo! Good morning, church. Good morning, good morning. Well, as we wrap up... Um, this series here, uh, this is the last of the Awakening series. I'm just kind of finishing this one up here. Uh, my name is Chad Coleman. For those of you that do not know me, uh, welcome everybody at home watching today. As we had quite a few inches of snowfall here, uh, the, the western side of Chicago and all around our area. We've got some brave souls that maybe put it in four-wheel drive that are here this morning in person. Some of you, maybe you're looking to just put it and drive at home. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the case, I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you're here to listen to this message. So, uh, Pastor Brian asked me about a month ago to do uh, a sermon, asked me if I would, and uh, if you can already tell by the skit, sometimes we're not ready, and sometimes we just need to fire, meaning commit and do when we hear from the Lord. So which one of those people resembles you this morning? So of course, with apprehension, I said, yes, absolutely, I'll do it. I knew it. But then what came during the next four weeks was a little bit of fear, maybe a little panic. How am I going to do this? All of that sets in. But we have a Father that supports us. So, what is God calling you to do? So, Fire Ready Aim is the name of my sermon today. How did I get that? Well, I kind of took it from someone by the name of Joe DeSena. Uh, Joe is the owner of Spartan Race. I don't know if anybody knows what Spartan Race is, but it is a uh, mud race that uh, consists of five 10 miles or half marathon distances. And within that amount of time, you are on a mountain, you're in the mud, you're in the rain. It's not like a nice little 5K on the road with sun shining and 60 degrees. It is any condition. It's rough, it's hard, it's meant to push you. It's meant to get you down to where you feel you can't do it anymore and you pull out and you finish. So his mantra is fire, ready, aim. I really want to hit what fire, the word fire means in my sermon today. 
Fire is the commitment. So, Joe DeSena is saying, fire ready aim, meaning fire is what we need to do and make the commitment, right? We sign up for the race. There's a guy by the name of uh, Randy Lowen. This is uh, back in 2017, the summer of 17. Randy at that time, 60 years old. Me, well, about 37. And he says, hey, Chad, I'm going to do this race next year since we live by each other. You should do it with me. I'm like, what is it called? He's like, it's a Spartan. I'm like, oh, I don't know what that is. And he's like, ah, oh, we run in the mud. And I'm going, what, this guy's 60 years old. Well, I can do it. <laughs> right? This guy, I'm going to go out and do it. So time goes by, three months to the race. This year goes by. About May of 2018, he calls me up. Hey, Chad, we're getting ready to register for that race. Are you in? I'm like, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Uh, yeah, I'm totally in. So I go on, I sign up, and I'm going, man, I'm signing up for this thing that I committed to, and I don't even know what I'm doing. Maybe I got to train for it or whatever. And I start watching these videos, right? And you got these guys and gals that are, they're, forgive the word, they're just beasts. They're full of ripped muscle. And they're traversing across monkey bars and rings and picking up heavy boulders and flipping stuff and running five-minute miles through mud up to here. And then they win and they're like, like hardly out of breath. They're like, yeah, that was great. I'm like, I can't do that. No way. So it's the commitment. It's... So, so I'm really wanting to fuse this into your heads this morning. Fire is the act of knowing what God wants for you and committing. Right? Is everybody, everybody's on the same page. Good. So... Joe DeSena also uh, talks about this being analysis paralysis. We're getting ready. I'm not good enough. I'm not fast enough. I can't do this. Right? And when we know we, we're supposed to make the commitment... Sometimes we give ourselves a hundred reasons why we can't do it. The philosophy is to commit. So how do we get to that fire? Maybe you're asking yourself that. It's the commitment. When you know it's right, whether you're, whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian at this point, let's say you're a non-Christian, right? When you know it's right, you make the choice and do it. Is that easy enough? And this, this can go for many different ways in our life, but I'm specifically talking about when we hear from the Lord, this is even more important. We need to do it. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be, key word, write this down, added to you. Added. 
Sometimes when we read Scripture, we kind of get lost in the Scripture, and maybe there's a key word there that we, mis- we, we misunderstand or we overlook. Added means we have this, and God is giving more to us when we seek Him. The fire aspect will come with seeking, so these things, write this down as well. Seeking, praying, waiting, receiving. When we receive, it's going to be a tangible feeling and direction. Right? To the unbeliever, it would be when you know something is right and receive confirmation. I really need to do this. This is really affecting me. This is really something I want to do. This is a health benefit. This is the right choice. So seeking, the definition, I looked this up, attempt to find something, the desire to obtain or achieve something, to ask someone for something. Pretty basic. So this comes with prayer, setting aside time to have a relationship with God and find out what we're meant to do. This might be just basic of praying, God, what do you want from me? What do you want for me to do? Lord, give me direction. Praying is the act of constant prayer. To pray, singular, is good. But to seek the Lord, prayer should be ongoing. Kind of like if you lost something, right? If we just looked for it in one place and then gave up, we're probably not going to find it. But if we keep looking and looking and looking and seeking for that, we will find it. Okay? The Lord knows our heart, so being consistent in the prayer is key. Now I'm on to two, waiting. Joyce Meyer, you may know her, she said, patience is not just the ability to wait, it's how we behave while we're waiting. So, it's not just the ability to wait, it's how we behave while we're waiting. Well, what's that? Step one, don't stop praying during the waiting period. We're praying. David says in Psalm 40, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined me and heard my cry. Psalm 131 and 2, Lord, out of the depths I have cried to you. Hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. To supplicate something means to ask for something in humility, right? We're, Lord, hear my prayer. We're going to his feet. We're praying. As you wait, turn your thoughts inward. Let's look at ourselves. Evaluate evaluate yourself. What is God wanting from me? Who am I? This might, this is going to come as a hit. 
What do I need to expose? What don't I want to expose? If you ask yourself these questions, usually you'll find your answer, and you can probably start praying more about that. These two questions are generally pretty difficult to answer, but when you can get to the bottom of that, you'll probably receive your answer. So, exposure. Well, I'm going to expose something myself here. Uh, Back in about 2008, um, I was kind of on a downward spiral in my life. And... Who knows that when something small starts out, it can develop into a bigger snowball? Addiction, friends, influences in our lives, they make a worse and worse decision seem more okay. And we kind of get wrapped up into that vicious cycle. And that started happening to me. Now, I wasn't raised that way, but sometimes in life that happens. And during that time, for the sake of little people being here and on camera, let's just say that there were uh, several chemical dependencies going on. Um, I was married. I had two kids at the time. I was not being faithful to my wife in many ways. I was hanging out with a a crew of people that were of influence that wasn't right. I was very selfish. I was very self-absorbed. I actually thought that my life was pretty darn good. And um, that led to my marriage failing, my relationship with my two kids failing, my work career failing. And it got to the point where um, my wife left me. And a lot of good friends turned away from me and my family. I continued down this path, and everybody else was wrong. You don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. You're all wrong. Forget it. You don't understand. It was just hard. So I separated from my wife, and during this time, I actually told her, I mean, I know where this is going, the big D, right? You don't, this isn't going to work. I blamed her for many things. But there were 
people out there that were praying for me. I wasn't praying for myself, but there were some individuals out there praying for me, including my wife, my wife that I turned my back on, and you guys use your imagination. This was bad, bad, very, very bad. And she prayed, and she prayed, and the Lord revealed something to her. The Lord gave her a vision. If you're a new believer, maybe you're thinking to yourself right now like, oh, the visions and things like that. This This isn't fancy. My wife has a solid relationship with the Lord and said, Lord, give me the power and strength to get through this and I want you to let me know what your plan is on my life and for Chad and my family. And the Lord said, and I didn't know this at the time, the Lord said to her, I see a deliverance from this, and you and your husband are going to get back together, and you're going to be strong, and you're going to forgive him, and what's going to happen is the glory is going to be to God, and you're going to help thousands of people. I'm glad she didn't tell me that. So months are going by. I'm living at a friend's house, and months are going by, and, you know, I'm coming back every maybe week or two, and I'm seeing the kids, and I walk into my home that I haven't lived in for months, and what is all over the walls, in the cabinets, on the mirrors, on the backsides of the doors are verses. I get a bowl dish from, from the kitchen, and I open it, and there's another verse. Holy cow, woman, you lost it. But her strength was absolutely from God. And there is no other place that she could have received the strength. She had people and friends telling her, what are you doing? You're an idiot. Get away from this dude. And she stuck by me and she looked at me in the eye and she's like, I'm here for you. However long this takes, I'm going to be here for you and we can work this out. Amen. Let's fast forward about three months. I woke up one day and literally, I wanted to take the other microphone and knock it upside the head or something like that so you can feel what happened to me. But I woke up one day and it was like, boom! And what kept replaying in my mind is the Lord said, Chad, what are you doing? And gave me the same vision. This is your family, and this is what you need to be. This is my plan for you. Man, that was just such an awakening. We're talking about awakening. 
I was, I was awake from a sleep that I'd been in for I don't know how many months or a year or years. Awake. I wasn't praying, but who knows that the Holy Spirit that lies in us can take what, what we know and, and what's right for us because of the Lord and pray for us. How, who knows that other people's prayers can affect us and our lives? How many people, not many, there were few, but those prayers were strong and solid. Nate, stand up. Come here, dude. Look at this. Look at this dude. Nate, how old are you? Ten. Ten. Nate, I love you, man. Nate wouldn't be here on this earth or alive if we did not listen to the Lord. And I'm so thankful that we did. And I'm so thankful that I can be here this morning. Thanks, Nate. Love you, dude. So because of that, the Lord took our marriage. It wasn't easy, people. Five years of repair, but it was worth it every day. And I'm generalizing five years. Every single day, was rough. But I tell you what, he repaired a broken marriage, a severely broken marriage. I am a, a father that I don't think that I could have been because of that. I own a successful business. We go to a great church. We have three wonderful children. I have an amazing wife. We have amazing parents. We have you guys, we have great friends because of that one choice. And it's a choice, right? God's not here dragging me across the floor, right? And going, boo, voila. But he was in us. Waiting on God often involves reading and repeating God's word, focusing our thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, admirable, thinking about all of those things that are worthy of our praise. We keep our eyes open and alert. This simply means that we need to align ourselves with God all the time. You don't need to be a theology major or have a degree to do this. You don't need to even read the Bible to do this. Simply letting God have the right of way in our lives. Right? Lord, he's not on the side. He's not in the back, right? How can we watch him from back there? He is here. He is in front of us. Give him the lead. Right? So, like, the Lord is our pacer, um, in races sometimes, obviously, you know, I'm into Spartan and running and racing by now. Sometimes when you go out for a PR or a personal record, you 
call someone and you're like, hey, you've set this PR before. We know you could do it easily. You set the pace and I'm going to follow you. Right? If we went to Africa, would we maybe hire a guide before going into the safari? <laughs> hey, um, I wouldn't go that way, lions, elephants, this way. Uh, no, you know, I got it, guide. I'm going to just go over here by the lions. I think they like me. If you want an extra bonus to this, throw in some fasting. It's a multiplication factor. Fasting heightens the senses, grows our relationship with the Lord, tenfolds our return. I was reading this book by Jensen Franklin. He writes in his book about fasting. I just kind of chuckled when I heard this. My advice, based on personal experience, is to just jump in and do it and everything else will take care of itself. Sound familiar? Now we need to get ready. This is like the training period. So, right, we've already made the choice. We fired. Now we're like, huh, oh no. Now we're getting ready. When you're unsure about the path but have direction, Isaiah 42.16, this is great. I love this verse. I will walk the blind by an unknown way and guide them on paths they've never traveled. I will smooth their difficult road and make their dark mysteries bright with light. These things I will do for them. I will never abandon. Right? This is kind of like the addition that we heard before. This is what the addition is. This is what God brings to the table. When you've received confirmation from the Lord, ask God to give you both desire and the strength to do this. Isaiah 41.10, For do not fear, I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my... Righteous right hand. Choose principle over optics. Okay? Principle is an animating force within living. Optics, and how I'm meaning it in this term, right, is how others view us. So, the principle is our foundation, our beliefs, our faith. What we know is right. Optics, how other people view us. Listen, folks, stop limiting yourself to what you are called to do because of how other people will view you. Man, I've struggled with this for a long time. Sometimes the failure of what we are called to do is because of how we're looked upon. Are we weak because we call on God? I would advise you to not care about that. If we're walking with the Lord and His will, there's nothing to be ashamed of. 
What environment are you in? Are you surrounded by an environment that's going to be counterproductive? Friends, things we view, hobbies, work, coworkers, family, spouse, location, money, church, news channel, TV groups, influence, social media? Influence. What are you putting in front of yourself? Pick your group that you're going to hang with. Who is that influence? We become who we associate with. Let's run with people that have integrity. Let's run with people that have done this before, that can guide us and teach us along the way, right? No matter, no matter what your decision is, no matter what you're running to, whether it's big or small, we want to get the right facts. We want to walk behind people around us that have the same thought. Not people that are going to carry us more into doom. And then last, and what should be done, is rest. We need to rest. Our bodies need rest. That's why we have Sabbaths. It's time to prepare and get stronger, right? Build, keep ourselves sharp and pointed, restores us. Like Pastor Brian right now and Carmen, they are uh, out getting much needed rest right now. And as a pastor, I can only imagine. Um, there's so much as a pastor that you take in and you hold so close to yourselves, other people coming at you, and, 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 and the love and the support, and sometimes this can be draining. Sometimes life can be draining, decisions can be draining, and we need the rest to restore us and come out sharp and pointed. That's so good. And last is aim. Ready? Fire ready? Aim? You ready for aim? So as our worship team comes back up, keep your eyes set on the Lord. Do it with consistency. We know this is our mission. We know that it was assigned by God. We went through the training process. We've gotten our minds and bodies ready. Now we're prepared for action. Sometimes we need to regroup and pivot. The Lord may not give us A to Z, but he's going to give us A to B, B to C, C to D. And sometimes that aim requires, right, a little bit of this. We're pivoting. And we're keeping pointed I was going to show a video, but I'm past my time, so I'm going to just talk about it very, very quickly. The last part of AIM is declare your victory. So in this video, it's a group of people that set out to do a 48-hour a endurance event. 
to where it was very military. And forgive me if I'm not using adequate terminology here, uh, but they were put through this endurance event to fail. And there was two contestants left. And at separate times, right, the cadre or right, the, 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 the main guy directing all of this and putting these people through torture, basically, asked the one guy on the side, how do you feel? And he's like, oh, I'm not feeling very good. He's like, one out of ten, how does your body feel? He's like, oh, like a, a four. And he's like, okay, how's your mind? Oh, whoa. A, a four. He's like, give me three, three words or a phrase that best describes how you're doing right now. He goes, I'm not good. <laughs> and then he asked this other guy who was pointed. He had the finish line in sight, right? Fire ready aim. He had that finish line in sight. He saw it. He might not be able to visually see it, but he knew. He knew it. And they asked him the same question. How is your body doing? I mean, this dude was struggling to stand up. And he goes, nine. How's your mind? Nine. Three words, finish line in sight. Do you have anything else to say? Nope. Maybe you guys, uh, maybe this is um, something new to you. Maybe this is the start of your journey. People at home viewing, just want to just, let's all listen to what the Lord has been telling us, maybe through this fast, maybe the beginning of the year, maybe the whole events and everything that took place last year, but this isn't a, this isn't a bad thing, this is a good thing. Know this, that God only wants to bring good. He is not the enemy. He is not what we're fighting against. He is the truth and the light. He will deliver you from anything, big or small. We are all working on something, all of us. If we weren't all working on something, we would be divine. And we're not. We're all sinners. I'm a sinner. And we need him. And it's okay to need him. It's okay. So whatever it may be, maybe you need to call somebody and maybe it's repairing a relationship. Maybe it's a spouse that you need to just give grace and they don't deserve it. Maybe you're the spouse that doesn't deserve it and you need to realize that
Maybe it's a parent that you haven't talked to or a brother or a family member that you resent, that you said something bad to or they said something bad to you. And the Lord's saying, call them. Go to them. Lord's saying, come to me. Maybe it's as easy as right now the Lord's putting your, on your heart to just accept him into your life. Maybe that's the first step. Maybe that's what you're hearing this morning is, is your fire. What is your fire? If you all will bow your heads and pray with me. If you want to repeat after me, go ahead and do so. Lord, I want to fire. Lord, I know that you love me and that you have a plan for my life. Lord, I have never done this before, or maybe I have, and I'm just going to do it again. But Lord, come into my life. I accept you. Thank you, God, for Jesus dying on the cross for my sins so I could have eternal life in heaven. Thank you for making me first. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen.